the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Check out the movie Whiplash if you haven't had a chance to catch it yet, maybe over the holidays. I think you'll appreciate it. Twitter is moving in big time with ABC's marketing campaign for Thursday's lineup. With that being said, you're starting to see characters tweet during shows, and oddly enough, then the show itself is asking to tweet about it. So ABC has gone as far as to even brand their uh, lineup with hashtags and such. It's a weird world we're living in. Uh, it doesn't feel like it's catching on. Let's bring in Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst with Briefing.com. Mr. O'Hare, do you have a hashtag tied to your name yet? I do not, Rob. I feel like a dinosaur, but I have not gone uh, to the Twitter sphere just yet. Twitter is one of those companies that came public that a lot of people are trying to figure out. Um, did you hear recently that their CFO accidentally sent out a tweet? Accidentally sent out a tweet about buying a company. Like, it's a weird world you and I are living in because public disclosures are kind of important. Well, that's right. I, I saw the headline about it. I didn't read the story, but um, but I think it just goes to show that you know you're you're kind of at the at the mercy of uh, you know that that public domain. I mean, even though you you can delete these tweets um, when it's out there, it's out there. You know, <laughs> there's kind of really no officially taking it back, um, and it can be you know you can get yourself into trouble uh, communicating things that you. Uh, probably shouldn't have in such a, uh, a public uh, forum or by way of a forum that can go pretty public in a hurry. How are you feeling about the holiday shortened weekend or the holiday shortened week as far as uh, the markets go? Well, you know, it's, it's you know, one of those weeks that can uh, create some, some funny money type of, of moves. I mean, you get uh, trading volume that tapers off as the week progresses and you know with Friday being a half day it's it's typically a just a ridiculously light day of trading as far as the volume is concerned um, and uh, you know it, it tend not to put a lot of uh, stock uh, no pun intended but <laughs> don't put a lot of stock in the moves you see in a in a week like this um, but you'll probably see some active participation in in those retailers and certainly in the energy sector, um, you know, you have the OPEC meeting on Thursday, and that's uh, certain to uh, induce some volatility within the energy complex and, by extension, the energy stocks following whatever decision OPEC uh, makes. 
with that being said, what's your feeling on oil? There's two camps. Lower oil is going to help U.S. retailers, and uh, but there's the sign that it's bad for the world, but it's good for the small person in the United States. It's it's kind of a damnation game. You know, it is, and I've been kind of tossing that thought in my mind here as uh, I've been watching, uh, you know, in relation to kind of like the, 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 the broader stock market, really. You know, as, I, as a chief market analyst, I'm trying to get those things sorted out. And one of the things that struck me is that it, it seems like right now with the market's position, it's it's kind of allowing itself the best of both worlds, right? And you touched on it, that you get a drop in oil prices and, by extension, a drop in gasoline prices. That, you know, that's a good thing, and so stocks – you know, go up. And then you might have a day where oil prices go up and then all of a sudden the the narrative shifts to, well, that's a sign that, you know, global economic activity is picking up and that'll be good for corporate profits. So stocks go up. <laughs> so, uh, and if you look at the, the common denominator in all though is that what isn't going up or, or down really is the Fed funds rate, right? It's just stuck there pretty much at the zero bound. And so traders can kind of play it both ways. So I'm sorry for kind of getting off on a tangent there, but, you know, to to your question, I think as you see the incoming data from, you know, uh, China and Japan and the Eurozone, um, it, it, to me it suggests that there is uh, some somewhat of a, uh, of a demand side element to the drop in oil prices. That is that demand isn't shaping up in the manner uh, a lot of suppliers expected, and so you are you're stuck with that supply-demand imbalance. Um, so you could see oil prices continue to stay under pressure here uh, in the near term. And, uh, but I do think that, you know, where they're trading currently, it, it does bode well for the U.S. consumer, certainly. Um, you know, you just have to look at uh, your, your local gas station and the prices you're paying for uh, the you know, proof and point that um, consumers are probably feeling like they have a little bit more money in their pocket uh, based on the fact that they're paying less for gasoline prices these days. One of the stories out this morning, as far as headlines go, was the U.S. economy expands strongly in the third quarter, and yet the same headline would go dot, 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 ignoring uncertainty abroad. How do you feel about the GDP in the United States tied towards stick tied towards uncertainty abroad? Right. Well, what the stock market has been has been pricing in is, is for for a long time really is this this hope uh, that you know the economy the U.S. economy will will hit escape velocity and that that will in turn you know bode well for for corporate profits and and what you're seeing I think in the Q3 GDP report and the revision we saw today is that uh, the U.S. economy certainly relative to other developed economies is faring quite well right now um, you are getting uh, consumer spending you know increasing. Um, you know, business investment still on the weaker side of things, but uh, but altogether, when you look at the what we looked at was the real final sales number, which excludes the change in private inventories. You know, real final sales were up 4.1 percent in the third quarter, and that was the strongest rate of growth since the fourth quarter of 2010. So, you are starting to see some traction there as more people go to work, um, as aggregate wages increase. Uh, as home values pick up and certainly as stock prices increase. I mean, that, those are all good things. Um, but, you know, will what's going on abroad ultimately drag down the U.S.? Um, you know, talk to our economist, Jeff Rosen, about this. And, and really, you know, when you look at the trade dynamic there, it should not have as much of a, a deleterious impact as you might think based on some of these headlines you're seeing 
um, with respect to what's going on in Europe and China. Really, you know, when it comes to trade issues uh, with the U.S., the economies you really want to watch are Mexico and Canada. You know, those are the, the largest trading partners for us. And so, um, so it's going to create some noise there. Uh, but uh, as far as the stock market is concerned, as you see these global economies suffering and the mere idea that it could drag down the U.S. economy, it's going to embolden, I think, stock market participants to believe that uh, the Fed will continue to be reluctant to raise interest rates until it has a real good sense that um, there isn't going to be a, a carryover effect here. Um, and that could, you know, be one of those ongoing support factors here as we digest some, some mixed economic data. Speaking with Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com. Anything else that you want to highlight as far as things you're working on, things that you're seeing? You didn't shock me with your statements about Mexico and Canada, but I'll certainly listen to them again. So anything that you can shock me with in a good way? Um, you know, as you mentioned earlier, you know, Thanksgiving week kind of can be a silly kind of week. And uh, one thing I'll be watching uh, interesting, you know, anxiously is, is the reports on Friday as it relates to Black Friday sales. Um, but I almost say that tongue-in-cheek because without fail, every Black Friday you see the business channels sitting out there and parked out at some local shopping mall, and they're interviewing shoppers and extrapolating from that one mall how all of the nation is spending. And I would just encourage your listeners basically to pretty much ignore all of those reports. Um, they're kind of silly, uh, to, and they're anecdotal. Um, the National Retail Federation is forecasting a 4.1% increase in sales for November and December. That's that's pretty decent growth. I think what you keep in mind is that online shopping has also increased in popularity, so you can't necessarily look at what's going on at your local mall and what's being reported at that local mall on a business channel and say that that's kind of going to be, you know, really how the holiday shopping season is going to shape up. I mean, the ingredients are in place there for a good season. Uh, when you think that gas prices have come down, more people are working, stock prices are higher. So um, I think that we just kind of need to divorce ourselves from some of the early Black Friday hysteria over sales activity and just let the dust settle. And I think in the end, you're going to see a pretty good uh, holiday selling season. I don't know if you have any commentary on this, but one of the things I'm working on today for my television appearance is the retailers and how even sometimes when they win on Black Friday, they kind of lose because there's so much massive discounting going on at this time of the season that it kind of takes away from the margins that they need to have to succeed on Wall Street. Um, are we stuck in that Amazon.com world of... We expect everything at a discount because we'll find it if you don't give it to us. I think you're you're right on with that, Rob. I mean, that's uh, you know we we tend to emphasize all of the promotional activity during the holiday selling period, and you certainly will see some tremendous deals. But uh, there's pricing transparency throughout the year, and there's certainly uh, you know that search for low prices that goes on from January one to December thirty one, and you're able to kind of force that issue by way of the internet and the pricing transparency it offers. Uh, by way of companies like Amazon.com, which are intent on being the low-price leader, uh, even though they might not make any money. Um, but that is certainly a, a long-standing issue here that's going to continue to hang over the retailers uh, as they struggle to really gain some um, some price traction. Because at the end of the day, there's always going to be a competitor there, it seems, that's going to be willing to undercut that price in the interest of uh, grabbing market share. Maybe at a later date, Mr. O'Hara will talk about, is Amazon kind of a reflection of the stock market? You know, you don't necessarily need to make money. You just have to have the faith that one day you will. 
but we'll save that for another day. All it's right, Mr. Rob, Patrick O'Hare. Happy holidays. Thank you for joining us all year long. I'm very, very thankful for it. He's the chief market analyst with Briefing.com. With Briefing.com, you can find an independent live market analysis of U.S. and international equity markets, get a feel on the economy, get a feel on the markets, get a feel on trends, small caps, mid caps, large caps, international, technicals. They cover all their bases. I'm Rob Black. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.